We make USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, do what you do when you do how you do when you do it, because you do all things well. We tell you we are open and ready. Open for what? Open to hear your word. I come against every distraction. I come against every burden. I come against anything that would interfere or impede the word of God from flowing tonight. And I pray that when the word flows, that the word would be like a dual-edged sword, that the word would correct us that the word would shape us, that the word would make us better, that the word would cause us to be the best version of ourselves. Why do we know that things are going to be better? Because we choose to be better. Why do we know that what's ahead is better than what's behind us? Because we will be a better version of ourselves than we were before. And for that, we say thank you. Come on, speak this. Say, I'm in my winning season. In Jesus' name. Go to two people, touch them on the shoulder, say, you're in your winning season. You're in your winning season. You're in your winning season. Online, type that in the comments. You are in your winning season. I need everybody to obey my instructions and touch at least two people. Bishop, why do you have a say so much in church? Because the Bible says life and death are in the power of your tongue. If you never say it, you're never going to see it. Bishop, why do you have us touch one another in church? And online, type it in the comments. Because the Bible says wherever two or three touch agreeing anything, it shall be done for them. So when you speak and when you touch, what are you doing? You are activating faith. And I don't know about you. I need to see some stuff happen quickly. I... I need to see some stuff be meteoric. I need that thing to develop quickly. I need you to speak this to two different people. Touch them on the shoulder. Say, you're in your winning season. You're in your... Speak that to them. You're in your winning season. The season of your whole life. You waited your whole life just to get to this stage. Just to get to this point. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Come on in the app. Come on in the website. Somebody shout, I win. Shout it again. I win. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So this is the last message in our series, How to Win No Matter What You Are In. And I teach in series at Harvest, so we focus on one particular subject matter for a prolonged period of time so that we can see results in that area of our lives. Hear me. The gospel means good news, and good news is news that works. I need you to hear me. This word is not going to fail you. In fact, The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away before one piece of his word fails. I need you to hear me. God has declared this is your winning season and you don't have a say in the matter. I need you to open your mouth. Say it's my winning season. 
Four reasons it's your winning season. Number one, you decided. I taught you the scripture says that you should decide a thing and it shall be established for you. You're never going to see what you have not first decided you are going to see. Number two, it's your winning season because you've declared it. What did I teach you from Mark? He says, if a man says to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt those things which he says, he will have what he says. This is why I have you say so much in church because that's what you're going to see. You're not going to see what you thought you're going to see what you said. You're not going to see what you were hoping and wishing for. You're going to see what you have the boldness to open up your mouth and say. Come on, say it again. I'm in my winning season. Number three, it is your winning season because the word of God declared it. I showed you the scripture we've been looking at from 2 Corinthians that says, now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph, which means there are only two options for us. We either win or we win. And fourthly, I taught you it's your winning season because it's divine. That means this is a God thing. I need you to hear me. This isn't just something that we decided, that we declared, and that the word declared thousands of years ago. This is something that is divine. That means God is all in this thing. God is on the sidelines of your life rooting for you saying you better win. Y'all better talk to me tonight. God is sitting in the background saying, you got this girl, you got this girl, you got this boy, you got this boy. I want to know what you would act like if you knew you had God rooting on the side for you. Would you just sit there or would you rejoice that you got a Savior that is rooting for your whim? Somebody say, God is rooting for me. Why is it divine? Because God and the Bible are based on the Hebrew calendar, not the Gregorian calendar, named after Pope Gregory the 13th, which goes from January to December. It's based off of the what? Hebrew calendar. In that calendar, there are four spring feasts. We're not in that time. And there are three fall feasts. There are a total of seven feasts. Somebody say seven feasts. Seven is the biblical number of completion or shalom, which means to receive shalom, you have to honor the feast. To see completion, you have to honor what's important to God. The word of God declares that if you make something important to you that is important to God, God is going to honor you. Let me say it another way. God says, if you honor me, I will honor you. If you honor what's important to me, I'll honor what's important to you. Why is that good news? Because whenever I put him first, he'll make sure I'm never last. For some of you, before you came into this spiritual year, your days as the tail and not the head, they have come to their end. Your days as being on the short end of the deal instead of giving the best part of the deal have come to their end. Your days of people thinking they're getting over on you have come to their end. Open your mouth, please. Say, I'm in my winning season. These are seven feasts, and during these seven feasts, these are seven times that God meets with us. Um, it's literally an open heaven. What does that mean? If you grew up in church, you heard the phraseology used, open heaven, and people didn't often understand what they were saying, but they articulated something that they didn't necessarily know what they were really referring to. And open heaven simply means this, that there is no blockage, there is nothing impeding, or intercepting. And in other words, God has called a meeting with us. And if God's calling a meeting with us, I wonder what's on the agenda. See, when you pray, you call a meeting with heaven. When you worship, you call a meeting with heaven. When you praise, you call a meeting with heaven. We know what's on your agenda, but when God calls a meeting with us, that means the agenda we're about to get is divine. That means this agenda is bigger than us. This agenda is beyond what we can ask, think, or imagine. This is why some of you have been feeling a little uneasy because what's ahead of you is way bigger than you ever planned for. What's ahead of you is way bigger than you ever imagined. See, you were planning low, but God says, baby we about to go all the way up please touch a third person on the shoulder and say it's your winning season i've already had you touch two i need you to get to a third here it is now look at this um the biblical or spiritual year it advances at the first of the fall feast which is referred to as rosh hashanah say it with me which is also known as the Feast of Trumpets. Trumpets are the Greek version of the ram's horn, which is a shofar. Now, pay attention. The biblical year just advanced to 57. What did it advance to? Now, whenever the year changes, there is a Hebrew phrase, shana tova, which means you have a good year. So in English, we'll say happy, happy new year. In Hebrew, they say shana tova. Hebrew is the language of God, so I want you to talk like God for a moment. Uh, just look at somebody close to you and say, Shana Tovah. 
The emphasis is not, watch me, even on good year or have a. The emphasis is on you. Watch me. There's duality in the word you. It's not just you pointing to somebody else have a good year. It is you with authority telling yourself, you better have a. See, for some of y'all, you have been going through the motions of life. And so you don't even know what a good day feels like. You don't even know what victory feels like. You've just been going through the same old, same old. Sometimes you need to say Shana Tobah and point to yourself and say, you have a good year. Can I get you to say your first and last name, please? Say, you have a good year. And every time you feel discouraged, you better shanatova yourself. You better have a good year. Every time you feel like throwing in the towel, shanatova. You better have a good year. Every time it looks like it's not working, shanatova. You better have a good year. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself and tell yourself, you better have a good year. The emphasis is on you. You ready? Sometimes your year will try to punk you. Your day will try to punk you. Your circumstances will try to punk you. And God says, I need you to tell yourself, you have a good year. Come on, lay your hands to yourself. Say, you have a good year. Now, what's amazing about this year is that I taught you is that this is not a regular year. This year is a jubilee year. It is the 50th year in seven-year cycles. The Bible says count seven cycles of seven. What's seven times seven? 49. Then it says in the 50th year, this past spiritual year or biblical year, uh, it was the seventh year. We are now in the eighth year, which makes it a new beginning, but it's the 50th year in this cycle. 50 is the number of jubilee, which means, watch me, which means this is not a regular, normal year. This is a year, Leviticus 25:10, the 50th year, it shall be a jubilee for you. Now, what did I tell you? God was not talking to the world when he said this. God was talking to his people when he said this. Which means you may see all kind of crazy stuff going on on the news. You may see crazy stuff going on in the world. Watch me. They're not talking to you either. Whose reporter you going to believe? See, I hope you ain't got witches and warlocks in your ears saying stuff that they ought not say. I hope you ain't got manipulators in your ears saying stuff to you that they ought not say. Because when he said it's a jubilee for you, he wasn't talking to the world. And when the world says, oh, it's bad news, it's bad news, you ain't talking to me. When they say recession, who are you talking to? That don't apply to me. Tell somebody next to you say, that does not apply to you. Well, you know, they laying people off. You ain't talking to me. They ain't got nothing to do with us. And for the people of Harvest, we are exempt. Y'all better hear me. As the shepherd of everybody connected to Harvest, I declare you got a covering over you that will not allow you to be negatively or adversely affected by the economy. You, in fact, will prosper in while the rest of the world is dealing with trial and tribulation. Open up your mouth and say, I'm covered. I we don't participate in that. So I don't care what's going on for y'all. As for me and my house, it's our year of Jubilee. It's our year of Jubilee. Now, Jubilee has three meanings, and I taught you these. Number one, celebrations, wins. That's why it's your winning season. Why? Because Jubilee literally means you're going to celebrate. Why are you celebrating? Because you're winning. What two options do you have? What two options do you have? All right, so if somebody comes in your life, what's that? If they walk out your life. If somebody helps you, what is that? If they flake out. If somebody does exactly what they say they're going to do, what's that? If they don't do nothing they say they're going to do, what's that? Why? Because I just discovered who not to lean on. I just discovered where not to put my trust in. I just discovered where not to believe anything that comes up out their mouth. Deuteronomy 15 and 10 says this, you shall surely give to him and your heart should not be grieved. Now, I taught you this over and over again that in Deuteronomy 15, we see the Bible lay out 
what's supposed to happen um, um, after uh, this, this, uh, this seventh year is complete and you come into a year of jubilee. And one of the things that God says that you have to do is that, watch me, God was going to allow people to be in your life that were poor, P-O-O-R. And poor doesn't just mean monetarily. See, they could have been poor emotionally. They could have been poor spiritually. So they call on you for encouragement but would never call you to encourage you. You ever had people where it was a one-sided street where everything in this situation, you did it for them, but they did nothing for you? In fact, the few times you did ask them to do anything for you, they acted crazy with you as if it was a huge inconvenience, but you never had a problem inconveniencing yourself to help them. You ready? So God says, um, watch me. You're going to experience this, and I need you. You shall surely give to him. You will pour into the poor. Say, I've poured, I've poured. into the poor. You were helping people when the truth is you needed help. You were praying for people when the truth is you wanted somebody to pray for you. You were encouraging people to only get off the phone with them and then go lay down and feel totally stressed out yourself. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Say, I poured into the poor. And your heart should not be grieved. What is grief? Loss. God says you cannot have a year of jubilee if you're in grief. What is grief? It's our natural human response to loss. Look at me. You did not lose anything. If it's absent, you were sowing it. Which means everything you felt like you've lost in life. And can we have an honest moment? How many of us, we look back and sometimes we can think that we lost or feel like we lost. Look at me. You did not lose anything. You were sowing something, watch me, that's about to be returned with interest in your year of Jubilee. I'll talk over here because these people over here ain't saying them. You're about to see it return with interest in your year. Every time you encourage somebody, every time you sowed into somebody, every seed you've sown, every prayer you pray, somebody say, I'll get it back in Jubilee. 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold this year. He says, don't be grieved. Why? Because when you're grieved, you don't make good decisions. When you're in grief, you're not going to make good decisions because when you're grieving, the number one thing you're trying to do is to take away the feeling of loss. There are many people that experience negative feelings, negative emotions, even suicidal thoughts and emotions when they're grieving. And the truth is, is that it's not that they really don't want to live. It's that they just don't want to feel like they've lost anymore. So the Bible says, watch me. He says, you cannot be grieved. Say, I release grief. You cannot be grieved. He says, do not let your heart be grieved when you give to him. Because for this thing, what thing? Because you poured into the poor. I'm so glad you didn't get selfish. I'm so glad. Watch me. A few of us, we were like, I'm done with people. But then you quickly snapped back to reality. I'm so glad you didn't let the trifling way they treated you make you trifling towards people. Because the Bible says, for this thing, what thing? You poured into the poor. You poured into those in need. You were helping those when you wanted somebody to help you. You were encouraging those when you needed somebody to encourage you. For this thing. Somebody say, for this thing. The Lord your God will bless you in all your works. You better hear me. And in all which you put your hand to, which means in your year of Jubilee, if you touch it, it's going to prosper. Y'all better hear me. If you open you up a hot dog stand, baby, you better get ready for everybody in the neighborhood to want hot dog. Whatever you touch, it's about to turn to go. I wish you touch somebody on the shoulder with your Midas hand and just say, you got the Midas touch. You got... Whatever you touch, that thing's going to turn to gold. When you come into the department, the rates are going up. When you come into the department, the numbers are going up. When you step into the city, the city's going to... He says, everything to which you put your hand. Now, pay attention. Jubilee means, watch me, it doesn't replace work. It's just going to make work more rewarding. <laughs> In other words, I'm going to do the same thing, watch me, this year. I've been doing for 16 years, but I'm, I'll preach to myself. But I'm about to see results like I ain't never, ever, ever seen before. You're going to do it this year, but when you do it this year, you're going to see results like you've never seen. Somebody say, I got the Midas touch. I got the Midas touch. Y'all remember that song, Whatever I Touch, 
turns to go, leave it right there, because whatever it touches, it turns to go. You got me? Okay, whatever you do, it will do well in your year of jubilee if you've poured into the poor. If you were selfish and stingy and made it about you instead of your poor, I'm not talking to you. So let me check the room. For those of us that did Deuteronomy 15, watch me, even in moments where we didn't want to, you're about to release a preemptive celebration for your next 12 months of wins. On three, let me hear you in the building and online. One, two, three, go. If that's you, if that ain't you, don't say nothing. But if that's you, well, glory to God. Glory to God. Let's go. Let's go. How you handled what seemed like a burden is why you'll be blessed. Elbow somebody said you handled it good. How you handled what seemed like a burden is why you'll be blessed. If you offloaded the burden, there's no blessing for you. There's not. It's just not. I don't, I don't want to mislead you here. There's not. There's not. But if you took the burden and said, this thing is a burden. Oh, but I'm going to carry it. Because I got an MC Hammer spirit. I'm too legit. I'm too legit to quit. Hey, hey. I, I don't, listen, even when I want to put it down, I just walk a little slower, but I can't put it down. Because stopping is not something I do. Quitting is not something I do. Failing is not something I do. Touch somebody on the shoulder, please, and tell them, say, wings are coming your way. Number two, number two, a year of jubilee is emancipation. What does this mean? No restrictions. No restrictions. Everybody look at me. Effective. Sunday, God says there are no restrictions. If you feel restricted, that's you. At the end of every seven years, you shall grant a release of what? Debts. This is not just money. This is all types. What is a debt? Something that's owed. Pay attention. Look at me. 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 You ready? Um, God says, in this year Jubilee, there are no restrictions. All right, so check this out. God says, you do not owe your neighbor an explanation for your praise. You do not owe your family an explanation for why God is first in your life. You do not owe your haters anything except for them to have to look at you win. Oh, my God. I wish I had some people that say I have no restrictions. I Every door I need open is open. Every connection I need, I can make. Anything I want, I can reach for it and get it. Watch me Wednesday, but you got to reach and there's no restrictions. Can I get you to lift your hand and say, I'm reaching for it and I won't be restricted. You're going to be surprised who emails you back. You're going to be surprised who calls you back. You're going to be surprised when you reach, you're going to receive. When you reach, you're going to receive. When you reach, you're going to receive. When I reach, I will receive. Look at me. So here's what the enemy wants you to do, to not reach. Because if you don't reach, watch me, you will create a restriction for yourself. And can I be honest with you? If, if you're honest... Most of the stuff you haven't done is because you didn't reach. You wanted stuff in your comfort zone. And the problem is, what you want ain't in your comfort zone. It requires a reach. I wish you'd elbow somebody say, please reach. I come against your insecurity. I'm coming for you tonight. Oh, I come against your insecurity. I come against you feeling like you're not good enough. I come against you feeling like it ain't going to work. Oh, God, I come against your self-doubt. You know what you do when you self-doubt? You curse God. Because if you're made in the image and the likeness of God, to doubt yourself is to doubt your God. And he's done too much for you. Lift your hands, please, and say, I release self-doubt. I release insecurity. 
of every shape, form, and fashion. There are no restrictions. There are no restrictions. I am not held back. Nobody's stopping me. Nobody's blocking me. And I won't block myself. Release a praise right there, Wednesday. How would you praise him if there were no restrictions? That's what I need to see. Would you leap because there's no restrictions? Would you shout because there's no restrictions? Would you clap because there's no restrictions? Would you turn around because there's no restrictions? Can I get a runner in the building because there are no restrictions? I need somebody that's going to run like your life is about to run. Because something's about to take off for you. Something's about to take off for you. Something's about to take off for you. It's about to be meteoric for you. It's about to be meteoric for you. Somebody say, there are no restrictions. Say it again, there are no restrictions. Everybody jump one time. Uh-uh. See, you move too slow. That's how your life's going to be. Out of, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're going to say, come here. All expenses paid. We cover it. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're being emancipated. You're being set free from your past. You're being set free from your issues. You're being set free. Everybody jump on three. One, two, three. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. You're free. We're free. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Let's go. Luke 4, 18. This is Jesus speaking about a jubilee year. And Jesus says this. Jesus says, I have come to proclaim good news of the gospel to the poor. Say good news. To the poor. What does this mean? Your current conditions can change. Notice the operative word is can change because giving you good news doesn't mean you're going to believe it. For some of you, I'm telling you what God says about this next 12 months of your life. And when I'm telling you what God says about this next 12 months of your life, you are literally sitting there going back and forth, vacillating internally. And watch me. And all you need to know is your current conditions can change. Somebody say, I got good news. It ain't going to be like this forever. Oh, my God. Come on, somebody say, I got good news. Things are about to get great for me. I, say, I got good news. I'll get a favorable call on Thursday. I got good news. I won't be in this situation forever. I got good news. I, I won't need your help forever. I got good news. I, somebody say, I got good news. He says, he says, the spirit of the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, good news to the poor, proclaim liberty to the captives. L listen, in your year of Jubilee, you officially have choices with no confinements. <laughs> we got options. <laughs> Somebody said, I got options with no confinements. Let me tell you why God made some people do you wrong so that you no longer consider them and your choices. I'll come over here and say it over here. Oh, because that thing just shouted me. God lets certain people get sloppy with you, so you stop considering them in your choices. He lets certain people act a fool with you, so you stop considering how it was going to affect them. Because you said, evidently, my loyalty to you is not matched by your loyalty to me. So I ain't got to consider you in my choices no more. I got choices with no confinements. Look at somebody next to you say, do what you got to do, do what you got to do, do what you got to do. <laughs> you ready? Recovering of sight to the blind. He didn't say giving sight to the blind. He said recovering of sight to the blind. Which means life has messed up your sight. Um, life has affected what you see and how you see. Say recovering of sight. Which means, I'm, watch me, 
in a year of Jubilee, I'll see now what I could not see before. You about to see a strategy you didn't see five days ago. You about to see a plan you didn't see 10 days ago. You about to see something come up on the MLS you didn't see 30 days ago. You about to see what you couldn't see before. Say, I'll see now what I couldn't see before. Recovering of sight. This means I couldn't see it. There's certain things you just, look at me, you just didn't get it. There are certain things with people, you just didn't get it. So he said, I'm going to let something happen so you get your sight back. Because you're not getting it. I'm pretending like these are real glasses. Listen. Look at me. <laughs> but let's work with it, though. Let's work with it. You need these on. And for, 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 the, for the last few years of your life, you've been doing life without these. I remember one time. I remember one time, so I wear glasses or, or I wear contacts, right? And the reason I don't like glasses is because I don't like it messing with my peripheral. And I like them thick frames. And the problem is you have to turn your whole head to see. You can't peer, see with my contacts, I can look at here, but I'm seeing over there. With them thick glasses, you got to look all the way over here to see what's over here. So one day, one day when I was a teenager, one day, uh, uh, it was morning, I needed to take uh, my brother to the bus stop. I need to take him to the bus stop. Uh, I need to take him to the bus stop. And I decided I wasn't going to wear my contacts or my glasses. I thought, I can see just fine. See, some of you all, pay attention. You don't even recognize how much your situation has messed with your sight. You don't even notice you don't see stuff right. So I got in the car. I mean, I got in the car. I was driving. And I, I thought I was doing okay. And then somebody came behind me, this guy in a pickup truck, honk, honk, honk. And I was like, look, you don't want no smoke. Glasses or no glasses, contacts or no contacts, I promise you, you don't want none. So he pulls out his fire department badge. I said, you are a flashlight cop, sir. You have no jurisdiction. I was a teenager. Why are y'all looking at me like that? <laughs> y'all are real judgmental right now. Don't, you don't want no smoke. Right? So, so, so he holds up his badge, and he said, what are you doing? You can't see. You can't see. I said, I know. Watch me. I got in my car. I drove my car. I had passengers in my car. See, some of you watch me. You're over too much to not see that well. You're responsible for too much to have sloppy sight. You got a family dependent on you. You got kids dependent on you. You dependent on yourself. You got too much riding on this for you not to see properly. Open your mouth, please. Say, Lord, let me see now what I could not see before. So I literally, I, we turned back around and go back to the house. I said, listen, we got to go back. I said, because evidently, I was, listen, I thought I was on the right side of the street, Yasmin. I was in the middle of the street. And it was a residential neighborhood. I wasn't going that fast. But watch me. I had to turn all the way back to go recover my sight. Come here. For some of y'all, it feels like you're backtracking. You're not. He's just making sure you go get your sight back. I wish somebody say, my sight's being recovered. And you'll see it properly. And when you see it properly, you'll handle it properly. And you'll see it properly. And you'll see yourself properly. And when you see yourself properly, you'll look at your circumstance and you'll say, this circumstance is nothing. You'll see yourself the way God sees you. You'll see yourself the way God has ordained you. And when you see right, you're going to act right. When you act right, you're going to win. When you see right, you're going to act right. When you act right, you're going to win. When you see right, you're going to act right. When you act right, you're going to win. When you see right, you're going to act right. When you act right, you're going to win you. <laughs> we will make a song out of anything at Harvest. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. This is who talking? Jesus. What is he talking about? A year of jubilee. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Now, 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 pay attention. Decisions that you make in this Jubilee year 
will be purposeful, not pressed or pressured. Let me tell you, not pressed or pressured. See, some of y'all make decisions because your money tells you. You make decisions because you're depending on other people to do stuff for you. I told somebody yesterday, I said, see, that's your area and your plan, and you should have planned it without them. Watch me, because sometimes while you're waiting on people and their wishy-washy fickleness, it's a form of oppression. You ready? Watch me. It, it's, it's one thing to make a decision. Okay, now stand up. Okay, stand up. You're good. You're free from oppression. So what you decide, you're not deciding under pressure or because you're being pressed. But when you're under pressure and you're being pressed, what happens is now, watch me, you're only going to make decisions to relieve the pressure. It won't be purposeful. You're just going to say, I want this off of me. And for some of you, you forfeit a lot because you don't want pressure. You forfeit a lot because you can't deal with something pressing on you. You give up too quickly because you can't deal with pressure. In your year of Jubilee, God says, I'm going to take the pressure off. Whoop! And you'll be at liberty. Touch somebody's shoulder say, and the pressure's about to come off. And the pressure's about to come off. Verse 19, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. A year of jubilee, we're also known as a year of the Lord's favor. Now, now favor means preferential treatment. Favor means God intentionally leans in your direction to give you what he does not give to another. Favor is the root of the word favor it. Which means in your year of jubilee, God says, I'm going to favor it. Come on. God says, I'm going to lean in your direction. And when I lean in your direction, whatever you're working on, I'm going to favor it. So don't let me see you not working on nothing. Because if I don't see you working on nothing, I don't have nothing to favor. I wish you'd fist bump three people say, get to work. Get to what? You better be building something. You better be working on something. You better be making something happen. This ain't the year for idle hands. This is the year for you to get to work. And when you work on it, he's going to favor it. <laughs> It's the year of the Lord's favor. Proclaim means to make it public. Which means when I lean in your direction, everybody going to see. And the reason I didn't get rid of your enemies is because I want them to see me lean in your direction. And I want them to see that I ain't leaning in their direction. This is why you couldn't clap back. God's about to clap back for you. And his clap back is going to be win after win after win after after. Say this will be public. Everybody going to see. Everybody's going to know. Last one. Last one. You ready? Yeah. Jubilee means restoration. Restoration means better than before. Deuteronomy 15 and 4. The Lord will greatly bless you. You know what I like the Bible? Blessing you is enough. To bless you means to empower you to prosper, to do well, or to be whole. What is a blessing? Empowering you to prosper, to do well, or to be whole. That's the blessing. The blessing is not a thing. It's not a car. That's a result of the blessing. Blessing is not a house. That's a thing. That's a result of the blessing. The blessing is not peace. That's a result of the blessing. So notice what he says. I will greatly bless you. Which means God says, this is not going to be normal. What you've experienced the last 49 years, however old you may be, somebody say, that's been normal. In Jubilee, he's going to greatly bless me. This is what he said. If you got a problem with good news, you're going to hate Jubilee because that's what this whole year is about. God says, I'm going to greatly bless you 
in the land which the Lord your God has given you. Now, anytime we see land in Scripture, what does this mean for us? Life. Okay? So it's not a particular piece of land. It's a lifestyle. The Lord will greatly bless you in the life which the Lord your God has given you. Look at me. So means God says, I'm going to give you a life in Jubilee that you've not had before. You, you don't understand. This ain't going to be another year as usual. I'm going to give you a life you've never had before. See, before you needed an alarm clock to wake you up, your purpose is about to wake you up. Before you were depending on other people to co-sign. Now you ain't going to need a co-signer. Before you needed other people to lend you something. This year you're going to be lending people something. Open up your mouth please and say he's giving me a life. I've never lived before. Look at me, look at me, look at me. Which means don't you dare make this that. Don't make this that. I need some of y'all to change your routine. Change your office, change your house, change your bedroom, change your hair, change your clothes, change your shoes, change your socks, change your drawers. I need you. And do those consistently. Come on here. <laughs> you ready? You ready? You ready? You ready? I need some of y'all to change the way you drive, change where you drive, change your driving route. I need you to begin to change things intentionally so you create the mentality that this is not that. Open your windows up. Let your blinds open. Some of y'all sit in the house like a vampire. If you don't open them blinds, You ready? God says, I'm giving you a life you've never lived before. And I'm going to greatly bless you in this life I'm giving you. You've never lived before. Your name's about to be brought up. Favor's about to find you. Debts are about to be canceled. You're going to find out what it feels like to owe nobody nothing this year. That ain't for everybody, but I know I'm talking to you based on your response with your praise. If your praise ain't much, you ain't coming out of debt. But if your praise is much, it's, you're going to know what it's like to owe nobody anything except to love them. Restoration means... It's going to be better than it was before. Anytime God restores something, he gives it back to you better than it was before. Think about your car. If you take your car somewhere um, to be fixed, you take your car somewhere to be restored, they're not going to just give it back to you the way you gave it because you gave it to them with issues. When they give it back to you, it's going to be better. Check this out. Anything it feels like was taken from you, how many of you in the last few years of your life you have some things you feel like were taken? We're taken. Okay, guess what? What if it wasn't taken? the way you say it was taken? What if it was picked up and dropped off in a place called, watch me, in a place called preparation? And God says, let me hold on to that for a few years. Because when I give it back to you, I'm going to give it back to you. I just, need, I just need to hear the praise of those that have had something taken from you. Guess what? It was not taken. God says, let me borrow this for a little bit. I'm about to go fix it, and I'm going to make it better. I'm about to make your marriage better. I'll make your kids better. I'll make your life better. It was not taken. I am going to restore it and make it better than it was. Somebody holler, better. Better. We got to go. Nehemiah 420, we got to go. Hear the sound of the ram's horn. Rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So restoration, say restoration. Restoration, restoration this verse, the ram's horn. So what does this mean? That's a feast of trumpets. Trumpets is the Greek version of the shofar, and the shofar is a ram's horn. So look at the verse. Hear the sound of the ram's horn. Hear the sound of the ram's horn. There it is. Hear the sound of the 
And when, and when that sound goes off, things are going to begin to rally. What does rally mean? Come together. What does rally mean? Come to order. Hear me. Everything you need is running to you. Everything you need is rallying to you. The right people, the right connections. Everything you need. Somebody say, it's rallying to me. Say it. Say, it's rallying to me. Say, it's coming to me quickly. Everything I need. It's being rallied to me. The ram's horn has been released over my life and everything I need everything I need is coming to me right now this is your year at Jubilee and the right loan's gonna show up and the right opportunity's gonna show up and the right connections are gonna show up and everything you need is being rallied to you. Do this with me. Do this with me. Say, come here. You got to learn how to speak to the earth. I command the earth to yield everything that belongs to you. The right team is going to. The right building is going. The right opportunity is going. For some of you, the right spouse is gone. You ain't gonna look, they gonna find. Ah, all right, let's go. You miss me. You miss me, you miss me. I'm gonna give you one more opportunity to get it right. One more opportunity. I just heard this for somebody. God ain't going to make you change companies. He's going to change bosses. And when he changes bosses, watch me. The favor you need is going. <laughs> Jubilee's here. Jubilee's here. Here we go. Celebration. Emancipation. Restoration. Say it with me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Today's message <laughs> is called to win, stay in awe of God. Here it is. Because following Rosh Hashanah, the Feast of Trumpets, which was on and began on Sunday, there's what's called 10 days of awe. These 10 days of awe lead to what is known as the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur. And the scriptures referred to as the Day of Judgment, Judgment Day. It is the day where heaven decides What's happening in the next 12 months of your life? You ready? Say awe. Awe means reverential respect mixed with fear or wonder. L listen to me. Listen to me. Sometimes life makes you lose your awe for God. And you begin to treat him like he's a square. You begin to treat him like he's a simp, like he's a regular, like he is some other God that can be compared to God. You begin to treat him, watch me, without reverence. What does this mean? You totally disregard the things of God. You hear the word, you disregard the word. Awe means, watch me, these 10 days of awe, God says, get your awe back for me. God says, where's my reverence? In old school church, they used to call the pastor reverend. But because the point was is that you reverence God and then you reverence God's men. Pay attention. It's reverential respect. There are certain things you don't do when you respect somebody. Y'all not going to say nothing. Let me tell you how you know somebody respects you. It's because there are certain things they're not going to say because they know it's disrespectful to you. Let me help you. If they feel comfortable talking crazy about me to you, you don't respect me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. If they feel crazy, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That's the principle. If somebody feels comfortable talking crazy to somebody about you, they don't respect you. God says, why? Watch me. He says, where is my reverence? Watch me. It's reverential respect mixed with fear and wonder. Not like I'm scared of God, but like, 
God ain't no joke. You ever looked at somebody that took that, that handled business and you were like, so-and-so don't play. This, this is what it means. This is what it means. God is like, listen, get your all back for me and you have 10 days to do it. He said, because if you come to me with this disrespectful stuff, he said, you ain't get no celebrations, no emancipations, and no restorations. It's going to be the same situations that you had on Saturday. Say, Lord, I respect you. This doesn't mean we're perfect. This doesn't mean that we do everything 100% right. That's why Jesus came and died and paid the price that we could not pay. But God says, where is my respect? Where is a sense of, look, I ain't playing with God. Listen, I'm not going to fight with God over no money. I ain't playing with God. Here you go. <laughs> I ain't playing with God with my servant. That's why I got blessed in the first place. I ain't playing with this. I ain't playing with this. You can play with your church attendance. I don't. I ain't playing with him. I take him, watch me, serious. I take him serious. We live in a culture that treats God like a deadbeat dad that only wants child support payments. We about to close. <laughs> you ready? Because it's getting thick now. God says, you get it back and you have 10 days to do it. He says, it's reverential respect mixed with fear or wonder. Sometimes, watch me. So, number one, say, God don't play. In other words, I don't play with who ain't to be played with. That just means I take it serious. Once I learn it, I take it serious. It's not a joke. Oh, it's no big deal. Oh, yes, it is. God don't play. You ready? Anybody had that mama or that grandmama or that dad or that granddaddy that didn't play? Wait a minute. So there was things you didn't do because you knew they didn't play. So when them street lights was coming on, I got to go. Why? She don't play. Y'all not saying nothing to me tonight. Don't get quiet now. This is how you're going to get your jubilee. Reverential respect, Mr. Fear Wonder. Then here's the wonder part. God, you're, you're amazing. You're awesome. Sometimes you just need to think of where you should have been. Sometimes you just need to think about where you used to be. Sometimes you need to see yourself snorting what you used to snort. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Sometimes you need to see yourself drinking what you used to drink. Sometimes you need to see yourself laying where you used to lay. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me tonight. Sometimes you need to see yourself on the phone with the crazy fools you used to be on the phone with. Sometimes you need to see yourself living where you used to live and struggling with what you used to struggle with just to say, God, you've been good to me. Is there anybody in this building online that can say, God's been good to you? He's a wonder. He's a wonder. I don't know how he did it. I don't know why he did it, but I'm glad about it. I don't know why he loves me like he does, but I'm glad. He's a wonder. Lift your hands for five seconds and worship the wonderful God. Five, four, three, two, one. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. So the question is, how do we show it during the fall feast? Here it is. Leviticus 23, 27. Everybody stand with me at, at, at home and in this building. Stand with me. Leviticus 23, 27. The Day of Atonement. That's next Wednesday. Say next Wednesday. Here it is. The Day of Atonement. It's next Wednesday. Leviticus 23, 27 says the Day of Atonement shall be a holy convocation or gathering for you. This is why I say to you online and in the building, be in church. If you're in Denver and you can get to this building, get to this building. Convocation means gathering. If you're part of our online family, just be online. I want to encourage you not to watch the replay. That's good, but if you can be live, be live. Because he said so. You see where he said it right there? It shall be a holy what? Now, if you go up old school church, convocation was a convention where you got dressed to go to church for seven days in a row. And then after church, you had a musical. Then after the musical, you went to the Waffle House. Then after the Waffle House, you got up for 6 a.m. prayer. And then after 6 a.m. prayer, you had mid-morning manna. Then after <laughs> Convocation just means gathering. 
then he says these next two things. You shall humble your souls. Humble. Say humble. Is what that means. You're going to fast, repent, and return. Next Wednesday, we're doing a water-only fast. Why? He said to. Now, if you need to consult your doctor, consult your doctor. Get your mind ready now. Don't come to church with no attitude. Don't walk in here. I've been fasting all day. All of us will have been fasting all day. Don't chat with no attitude. Typing in all caps. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, all right, ready? Say, I'll fast. Then look at the next part. He says, it, it means to repent. Over these next, now seven days, because the 10 days of all start immediately following Rosh Hashanah, you're going to self-reflect. I need you to get a mirror out and look at yourself. Not, not literally, unless you, that's going to help. <laughs> look at me. There's a lot you've been blaming people for that was you. There's a lot of stuff you feel some type of way, and it's you. Say, I'll self-reflect. And then humble your souls means this. Then you need to return. What does that mean? Self-correct. Ain't enough to know the problem and then do nothing about the problem. You ever told somebody something, and they were like, you right, you right, and then they say, I'm working on it? This moment, somebody say, we're not working on it. We're fixing it. It don't take you that long to work on what you've decided you're going to fix. Only reason you're working on it is because you haven't really decided you're going to fix it. It wouldn't take that long if you just decide. You ready? Here's the last part. So F-R-R. -R, fast, repent, return. Say it with me. And then the last part. And present an offering by fire to the Lord. We'll do that through the end of October. Why are we sowing sacrificially? He said so. This is how we show him awe during these 10 days. Lift your hands. Father, thank you for this year of Jubilee. We pray that you restore our awe for you. Woo! We pray that you restore our awe for you. We pray that you restore our awe for you. We pray that you restore our awe for you. You are an awesome God. And Father, we thank you that you reign. We thank you that you're God all by yourself. You're amazing. You're incomparable. You are the great I am. Come on, y'all know that old song. Everybody in unison, let's sing. Our God is an awesome God. Everybody say. Come on, everybody. Come on, you know it, Wednesday. Open your mouth, say. Is it awesome? From heaven. Lift your hands. Say, God, you're awesome to me. Forgive me for my disrespect forgive me for my dishonor forgive me for my lack of wonder forgive me for my lack of reverence but from this moment forward I'll give you what I owe you come on Wednesday from this moment forward I'll give you what I owe you and I owe you all of me head to toe my life is yours my decisions are yours my will is yours have your way in my life. Jubilee is here. And it starts with giving you all. I restore my all for you. And I show you right here. Right now. By releasing my praise. Wednesday, take a few seconds and give your God what you owe him. Come on in the building and online. Take a few seconds. Give God what you owe him. Hey. Give God what you owe him. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Give God what you owe him.
Give God what you owe him. And we honor you, sir. And we bless you, sir. We lift your name high. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are Elohim. You are El Shaddai. Undefeated. Incomparable. Indisputable. Amazing. Just the voices. Just the voices. Come on, we're going home, but I just need you to give him what we owe him. He's been good to you. He's protected you. He's covered you. He saw you polluted in your own blood, but he snatched you up. He didn't let the disease kill you. He didn't let the accident kill you. Somebody say, he's been good to me. Heads about eyes closed in this building. If you need to become a Christian tonight, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him. Tonight's your night. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure tonight. You're in a safe place. No judgment, no condemnation, no shame. In this building or online, you need to become a Christian on three. I'm going to ask you to slip your hand up in this building online. Do the hand wavy emoji or say it's me. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right now. No guilt. No condemnation. No, Sam, this is your moment. Online, just do that hand with emoji. Says me on every platform. I've got digital ambassadors. Everybody pray this to me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, scan that QR code that's there on the screen or text the word. Decision to 877-552-4746. Some of you are saved, but you need a shepherd. You can be anywhere across America and around the world and be a part of the Harvest Church family. We're a hybrid church. What does that mean? We've got harvesters that are everywhere. Black, white, tall, short, Hispanic, Asian, bought their hair, born with their hair. All their teeth are theirs. Gold teeth, platinum teeth, grills. People who wear Jordans, people who wear... Prada and Louis Vuitton, PhDs, GEDs, movie stars, you name it, we are Harvest. We'd love for you to be a part of the family. All you need to do is text the word join harvest is one word to 877-552-4746 or you can scan the QR code that's on the screen. Did y'all get some out of this word tonight? Say I win because I stay in awe of God. So literally God says, take the first 10 days of this new spiritual year and get back in on. He tells us how to do it. Let's just have a quick repeat. Fast. When are we doing that? Next Wednesday. What type of fast? Water only. If you're not sure, consult your physician. Number two, what are we doing? Repent. Say, I'll reflect. Return. What does that mean? Say, I'll correct. And then lastly, say, and I'll sow sacrificially by the end of October. Amen? So literally, when you're giving that seed, you do it at any time. I want everybody to get, um, get your giving ready. If you came in late, you weren't able to give, or you want to sow the seal. I want everybody to join me in sowing a seed tonight, connected to that last verse, Leviticus 23, 27. I'm going to seal this word, Leviticus 23, 27. Leviticus 23 and 27. I want you to sow that with me. Now, you can do more than that if you want to do that. If you want to do uh, 200 and $32.70, you can do that. But do at least $23.27. We're going to name this seed. We're going to name this seed our awe seed. A-W-E, awe. God, we are in awe of you. I want everybody to get that in the garden. Say, Bishop, I don't have that. Get as close as you can. Bishop, um, why have you been having us to give targeted seeds? Since the month of May, the Lord told me he wanted to release wealth into the hands of the people of Harvest. And since the month of May, every experience you've been hearing me tell you and releasing these specific seeds, if you've been around for a while, you notice I didn't do that before then. I'm doing that only to obey God. Um, when you release what's in your hand, God's going to release what's in his hand. And I think I got some witnesses in this building and online where you've been seeing God do it for you. 
How can you sow it? You can use the cash app. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman with the number two. PayPal, uh, PayPal, Vidmozelle, Givelify, all of that's available. Uh, should you want to use that, the key email is hello at harvestchurch.church. If you're already connected to Harvest, you can give on our website, our app, or even text to give. All that information is on the screen. Lift your all seed before the Lord in the building and online. Say, God, I am in all of you. From this day forward, I'm in my year of jubilee. To start this year, you tell us to give you 10 days of awe. 10 days where we self-reflect. 10 days where we self-correct. 10 days in which we restore our awe for you. We're going to fast to restore our awe for you. We're going to sow sacrificially to restore our awe for you. That will seal Jubilee. For the next 12 months. I'm in my jubilee. Come on Wednesday. I'm in my jubilee. In Jesus name. Amen. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.